Hi, welcome to the latest video. Today I want to talk about selling, how to do it, uh, and hopefully how to do it better. And we're going to start with, why is it that nobody likes salespeople? The reason nobody likes salespeople is pretty straightforward. Bad salespeople especially are really pushy. Uh, they don't take no for an answer, uh, they interrupt, they get in the way, they argue and they seem to be somehow in it for themselves. They don't necessarily appear to have our interests at heart. They certainly have their own interests at heart and we often perceive that that's the case. Maybe trying to chip us on the price, maybe trying to negotiate a higher price, maybe trying to add something in that we don't feel is necessary. And often aftercare comes a really poor second. So once a salesperson's had our money, or at least that's how it feels to us, they're not interested anymore. Once they've been in, done the deal, we've signed on the dotted line, that's the last that we'll see of them. And even sometimes returning to a store, returning to the scene of a purchase, makes it difficult. Uh, we find it difficult to engage that salesperson um, thereafter. We find it difficult to engage them in an after sales. Maybe they'll push us off to somebody else. Why is this, do you think? Why, why are salespeople such a pain when we clearly need them? We need them to buy things. We need them to sometimes do our job. We need them to get from A to B in terms of a product or, or a service that we require. Why do they have to make it so difficult? Well, it does seem to be the case that salespeople sell despite themselves. I put this down usually to bad training. Salespeople are working on an assumption from, I don't know, 20 or 30 years ago but they have to do things in a certain way. They don't really understand exactly what's going on. So let's talk a little bit about consumer buying behavior. Making it as easy as I can to understand, let's split consumer buying behavior up into five areas. The first is need identification. So the first thing a consumer will do before they make a purchase of a product or a service is realize that they need that product or service. Nobody ever bought anything they didn't need. And I know you may be thinking, well, I've spent plenty of money on shoes that I didn't need or far too much money on takeaways that I didn't need. Um, but at the time, we certainly needed those things. We wanted those things. Maybe it was for a psychological uh, issue or maybe it was much more practical than that. But unless we need something, we're not buying it. The second thing, once we understand, once we've identified that we need something, we go into an information search. And these days with the internet, it's never been more easy to do. So we quickly gather as much information on the product or the service as we can, information from peers, information from reviews, information from all sorts of sources, and we absolutely pour over it. We really quickly, for that, that period of time that we're in the market for that product, become complete experts in that product. So much so, you'll probably find yourself knowing more about the product than the salesperson does when you speak to them. It's because you've had such an intense uh, investigation into what the product can do for you. The third thing we go through, the third stage of consumer buying behaviour, is then the evaluation of those alternatives. Once we have all that information in, we typically bring uh, uh, our choices down to a shortlist. And we might take information from all sorts of sources now to evaluate which is the best purchase. We might look at the finances, we might look at a monthly payment versus the total payment. We may look at an interest rate, we may find out what our parents think or our friends think or our kids think. We'll get an enormous amount of information from enormous amount of sources 
to help us decide which is the best purchase for us. This can take a really long time. Number four, we then make the purchase decision. Now it's time to say we've got the research, we've done our due diligence, we've asked ourselves the questions we needed to ask and we're ready to go, we're ready to buy. Bang, we push the button and we purchase the product or the service, whatever it is. And then a much overlooked uh, part of consumer buying behavior, we go into something called post-purchase analysis. This is how do we feel about the purchase after we've made it? Did it live up to our expectations? Is it providing us with the things that we wanted it to provide us? Is it doing the things that we thought it would do? Is it making us feel as good as we wanted to feel when we originally set out to buy it in the first place? If it doesn't, that can feed back into the beginning of the process if we find ourselves in the market for that product uh, again in the future. If it does, again, it can feed back and it can make the purchase decision much easier. And that's the basis of loyalty, obviously, when you go back and you buy the same things and you tend to buy them on a repeated basis. So where does the salesperson fit into this? I think this is part of the problem. So for a lot of salespeople, because they don't appreciate where the customer is in that buying behavior, are they at need identification, evaluation of alternatives? Are they just searching for information? Are they making the purchase decision? Then the salesperson can come in completely the, the wrong approach. If a customer is looking for information and a salesperson tries to close the deal, for instance, it can be really incongruent and it can cause quite a lot of stress. If the salesperson comes into the sale at the stage where the customer hasn't even decided they need the product, maybe they're just having a look around, then it can be seen to be really, really pushy. So that's at the heart of, I think, selling, is understanding exactly where it is your client is. And if you don't understand or you apply the same sort of process to everybody, then it results in this uh, tension between the, the, the salesperson and the customer. So in the rest of the series, I'm going to explore some of these ideas and look at how we can sell and we can sell really effectively and we can sell in a way that's a little bit more sensitive to what the customer wants. A, a little extra bonus for you. How do you say no to those salespeople who are really annoying? How do you say no to those salespeople who are super pushy? Okay, so a lot of these sales techniques rely on social cues and, and psychology. And the way you overcome them, the way you get rid of that salesperson really quickly and with the minimum amount of stress, is just to be very, very assertive. Don't backpedal, don't fudge, don't make, uh, don't give a, a, an inch in the sense of, uh, yeah, maybe I'll be in the, pro in, the, in the market for this product in the future. Just a straightforward, flat, no thanks, I'm not interested, usually gets rid of even the most persistent salesperson. They may come back once or twice just for form's sake. But stick to your guns, be polite, be firm, Thanks very much. I'm not in the market for this product right now. There you go. I hope that helps. Let me know what you think, as always, in the, in the comments. And look out for the next video in the series.